0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: The show that we talk about life's problems That may break or tear our hearts apart On Reconnect My Heart We'll discuss God's answers To life's problems To reconnect our hearts back To the way he originally made us I'm your host Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us If you have any questions Comments or if you just want to listen to the show Feel free to call us At 516-453 516 five, is 9118 or you can go to our chat room, which is available right now on our website. <clears throat> our website is www. forward slash reconnect my heart. Or, once again, you can go out to our chat room You can go to our website So you can listen to our show Also on our chat room You can ask your questions You can leave your prayer requests Or if you just want to send some comments You're welcome to do so I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello To my church family True Believers, Tabernacle Church While senior pastor Pastor Otis Logan If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area You can feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are listening to this program, and thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Make sure I got the music down. Okay. <clears throat> well, today is going to be a little different. Um,
0: there has been a lot of events that have
1: transpired this week, and I just felt it up upon my heart to just speak about some of the events, and it all parallels to one common thing. On today's show, We're going to talk about not reacting, not responding when your emotions are high, not making an impulsive decision, and a lot more we're going to talk about in the episode called In the Heat of the Moment. matter of fact, there is a TV show that was called The Heat of the Moment uh, years ago. It was was actually a cop show. And then also a lot of people know that in the heat of the moment, we think about things that happen at the spur of the moment that may have caught us off guard, uh, and then we respond or we react according to our emotions sometimes good, but they're often bad. We end up making decisions that we end up regretting and so this week, there's been a couple of events that have transpired um I'm just gonna touch on them touch on some because we have to bring it to light, and unfortunately it may it may receive a local news coverage when something need to be nationwide news coverage to let people know the severity of making impulsive decisions. Matter of fact, there was a man that ended up killing his children, three children, and then killing himself. I don't know all the whole story, but from what I was told that they were either splitting up or going through a divorce or finna go through a divorce, he ended up taking matters into his own hands and not just killing himself, children, killing the innocent kids. And then there was an incident that I heard I can't speak a whole lot in detail, but I will I will set this out. There was a young man that wanted to make a threat, and he wanted to do some killing. He wanted to do some killing. He wanted to, uh, what he said, he wanted to shoot at some people. Think about this. I don't care how you try to shoot at some people. Your target ain't to just have a scare attack. Your target ain't to just, you know, hurt them. The way I see it, if you use a gun, you have to kill. And this person wanted to kill, kill, he wanted to kill either an individual or some people. And so when I've heard the the background behind it, come to find out, he wanted to kill because he suspect or he found out from his understanding that his wife was cheating with her co worker. So what did he want to do? he wanted to kill i don't know if it was his wife or a strange wife but definitely he said not just the person that he suspect but he wanted to take out some people he wanted to take out some people that work with her and so when you really think about it that's really a very Dumb decision, I'll just say it like that. That's a very wrong, that's a very um, irregular thinking. No one in their right mind should think that way. But when you look at it, I was speaking about the second scenario. The second scenario, when you really look at it, this person is hurt. Now, I'm not excusing his behavior or comment that is wrong. But when you look at it, he suspected his wife is cheating on him. And I'm not him, and I can't say I've been in his shoes. But one of the things I have to let people know Before you do anything, before you even consider doing anything, count up the cost. You have to really think about things thoroughly before you do any decision. First and foremost, what you actually, I don't care what happens. I don't care who it is. You have to think about this. Anything worth jeopardizing your freedom. Okay? Let's look at it another way. <clears throat> if we act or respond because of a situation that way, because of, let's just say if we were in his shoes, we found out that our significant other cheated on us with their coworker. With us retaliating, with their fixing the thing. Would that solve anything? The answer is no. I would say this. This is not just pertaining to his situation, but anybody's situation that may be dealing with the same thing. Because when you look at it, the worst thing you could do is play with somebody's heart or play with somebody's emotion when you deal with or play with somebody's emotions, somebody's heart, you don't know how they're going to react or respond. And sometimes a person, the way they the way that the law is, they say something called in the heat of passion. And something there are some cases where the person has injured or even killed people because in the heat of passion, somebody may have came home and all of a sudden they caught their significant other in bed with someone and out of response, they react and someone gets hurt or injured. Well, that's, what well, that happened, that was an instant reflex. But then what happened, which is not excusable, is kill somebody. And then you leave the scene to get some help, to get some weapon, and then you come back. Now, that's premeditated. And a lot of things that we do is premeditated. A lot of times we look for revenge because people have hurt us, people have scarred us, people have used us, people have abused us. And this is something we have to address. There are some things, like I said, there are some things where it catch you off guard in what someone, let's say somebody break into your house. You catch them, you know what? They're on your property. Now, that's not in the heat of passion. That's self-defense. Now, that's one thing. But then, all of a sudden, I'm thinking about somebody who did me wrong three years ago, and I can't get over that situation and then all of a sudden, I say, "You know what? forget it. if I can't have them, nobody else has them now see now that is wrong. We have to understand that our actions our actions will cause us to get into a lot of trouble when we're not having our emotions in in check. When we end up trying to even seek revenge, we have to understand that there are consequences to our actions, and not just our physical actions, but even consequences with our verbal actions, our response. What people don't realize, even if you say what you're going to do, even if you feel like you don't mean it, even if you say something, if you make a quote-unquote a threat, that is something called a terroristic threat. You plan. You you told that person that you were gonna do something. So what happened? I don't care. Well, I was just playing. I was just. I said no. The law have to look at this seriously, because you just said something. And I'm gonna say this: nobody's supposed to say anything that they don't mean. So if you just say, well, I was just playing, uh uh-uh, and I up the law, you're not playing. You've already told somebody what you're going to do. So it's our responsibility to make sure, number one, we watch what we say and be mindful of what we say and be mindful of our actions. If you're not going to do anything, don't say anything. Don't make any empty threats. Because if you end up making an empty threat to someone, even though you may not quote-unquote mean it, you're just trying to put a little skirt tactic in them. But if they equip themselves and protect themselves, then you know whose fault that is? It's your fault. If somebody says, you know what, I'm going to come into your house at 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to break into your house, and I'm going to take your stuff while you're in the house. Well, you know what? If you're in the house at 6 o'clock, would you take their words lightly? No. You will make sure that you are equipped to protect yourself and protect your property. And if they so happen to come in, you know what? You've been forewarned and you take it seriously, and all you need to do is make sure that you let the law enforcement know that they said that they're going to do this, and so I'm making sure that myself, And my property is protected. So, as adults, we shouldn't be just saying some old crazy stuff just for a joke. That's kid stuff. And even kids should not even play in that manner. But it's boiling down to what? A lot of time in the heat of passion, in the heat of the moment, when temper's flaring, when we're emotional we end up doing stuff or saying things that's going to get us into a whole lot of trouble. So first, when it comes down to, let's say a relationship, if somebody leaves you, even if somebody cheat on you, if somebody left you, even though it may be hurtful, but if they left, that's a good thing, especially if you had no what, no influence in them leaving or you've been good to them, you've been treating them fine, you've given your heart, you've done everything that you could to please them, and they automatically leave. It may hurt, but don't you wallow in your sorrow. If they decide to leave, look, let them leave. It's best for them to leave early on than you what? Building more time, more years, more memories, and eventually they're going to leave you. You didn't even know it. So if somebody going to leave, hey, let them leave. Because what I always believe, if somebody leaves you, then that leaves room for the right one that don't want to leave you to come in. And sometimes people don't realize what they have or who they have until they're well run dry. Some people don't miss their water to the well-run drive. Some people think that the grass is greener on the other side. And then when they get to the other side, they realize that where they're going or where they're at is not real grass, it's turf. But where they were at was, green, was real grass, green grass. And they thought because the other side looked better, all they needed to do was water where they were at, or, I pay attention to where they were at, because a lot of time when they're thinking that the grass is greener, it's actually a reflection of where they're already standing, and some people don't some people don't catch it, some people miss it, so you know what if somebody want to leave you, let them leave if somebody well, you know uh I don't know what to do, well, you know what I'm gonna tell you this if you don't know what to do. And don't be playing with my emotions. Don't be wasting my time. If you don't know what to do, then I'll make the decision for you. Because the worst thing you could do is be with someone and deal with someone who don't want to be with you or unsure if they want to be with you or someone who is uncommittable. Listen, love is about commitment. And if you already know at the early stage that somebody is wishy-washy and that's at the early stage, just imagine later on in life. What if God began to really bless you with things? So they're not being with you or stand with you for things. Excuse me, stand with you for who you are. They stand with you for things. In other words, they're using you. You don't want to be used, and not just and not just talking to the ladies. This is talking to the men too. It's a lot of men that. Just about lose their mind because why? Because someone leaves them. Someone said that they want out of the relationship. And so when we try to hold on to people who don't want to be held on to, you know what we're doing? We're holding them hostage. But also, we're holding people against their will. And God is not anyone or does not want to have anyone against their will. God made us free moral agents. The Bible tells us, whosoever will, let them come. So as salvation is a choice, so is matters of the heart. But if somebody want to be with you, hey, that's great. But if somebody want to leave you, dump you for whatever reason, one of the things we always hear in the Bible, the scripture says, count it all joy. They mean count it all joy. In other words, throw a party. It may not feel good, it may not look good right now, but if somebody leaves you, that's the best thing that ever happened to you. Because you don't wanna be with someone that wanna use you or want what don't want who you really are. So if someone wanna leave, let them leave. But that's or even if somebody cheat on you, you know what? It may be shocking, it may be hurtful. As you leave, you can wipe your tears. And it doesn't make you less than a Christian or less than a woman or a man to admit that you hurt or to shed some tears. Because hurt is real. But also what we don't want to do is what hold on to their hurt. Because holding on to the hurt would cause us to hold on to unforgiveness. And when we hold on to unforgiveness, then eventually it creates the mindset of what? Seeking revenge. And sometimes seeking that revenge is what? We want to make that person hurt like they hurt us. And that could be mentally, physically, emotionally, or even sometimes spiritually. And God did not create us to do that. He didn't create us to receive it, but he does not want us to to give that either. So if someone does you wrong, they're wrong. But if you do the same thing to them, just as much as they're wrong, so are you. What? Revenge is not justifiable. Number one, if there's any wrongdoing or if they... Have taken your property If they have done something Then first of all Deal with it legally I'm going to say this again Let the law L-A-W Deal with that matter But ultimately You give it to the Lord Now I will say this You have to make sure Even though you can be saved Filled with the Holy Ghost and you know, all that stuff. Know the Bible back and forth. You as a human being have to protect yourself legally. See, a lot of times people just spiritualize everything, and even though they may be saved, even though they're a strong believer, been in church all their life, but they fail when it comes down to protecting themselves legally. And this is the thing. When you're dealing with someone who is not, what, using proper, what, morals or ethics, even though you may not want to hurt or fly, but you have to understand who you're dealing with. And when you understand who you're dealing with, then you will protect yourself legally. See, if you're not the person that will ever use a person or hurt a person, but but you are with someone or dealing with someone who will, then you can't you can't think in the mindset of well I wouldn't do this I wouldn't do that. No, you got to understand who they are. So number one, you deal with them what the legal way. You have to make sure that you're protected. You have to make sure that also you know your rights, your spiritual rights, but also your legal rights. In other words, get an attorney involved. I don't care how they try to. But see, you're supposed to be saved and all this and all that. See, people who are con artists, they like to prey upon the weak. They like to prey on those who they feel like they can get over. They like to prey upon, when I say pray that mean P-R-E-Y, not P-R-A-Y. No. They like to, what, feast upon those who they feel like they can con or use. But when they realize you got power or they realize that you have some knowledge or you have some resource to get some help, then what they going to do? Oh, see, you shouldn't be doing that. I see, they're trying to use that to discourage what? To deal with your emotions, to try to make you what? Give up, give in, so that way they can get over you. So we have to understand our rights legally. And the best thing to do is say little to nothing at all. Let your attorney deal with that. Even if they try to call, you let your attorney deal with them. You write down and document everything in detail on the time, date, the text messages, all that stuff. You document everything. In other words, like I said, you protect yourself legally. And also, if somebody do want to leave you, like I said, throw party. The best thing that can happen is for someone that don't want to be with you to free you immediately. But what we have to do is understand, even when situations occur, I don't care if they leave you or cheat on you or whatever, like I said, it may shock you, it may hurt you, but that does not define who you are. And sometimes our impulse will make us make a want to react or respond because of hurt. And the worst thing that you can do is respond through your hurt or respond in your hurt. Respond through your emotion. Cause you may end up saying something, doing something that you'll regret. And unfortunately there are so many people I've I've known that They just say that they find out that their wife or their significant other or husband have cheated. And then the one who's hurt, they go out to speak to a friend of the opposite sex. And through their hurt, they end up getting themselves in the same situation that their spouse was in. A lot of people do things in the heat of the moment. Even sometimes, I'm going to say it like this, and not just in the heat of the moment pertaining to what, pertaining to being a victim of, let's say, being cheated on or a failed relationship, but sometimes people would make wrong decisions of being involved with someone, or being at a place that they know they're not supposed to be at or shouldn't be at, and then all of a sudden they just say someone of the opposite sex or with someone of the opposite sex, and it's late time. It's late at night. Alcohol is involved. I advocate, I mean, not not justifying alcohol. That's wrong. But alcohol is involved. And that's saying, you know, as time go on, it gets Later and later, and all of a sudden, something happens physically. What? Sex. In the heat of the moment. And you end up regretting what you did. And sometimes our uh, actions in the heat of the moment, it will be a temporary consequences that we deal with as far as the guilt, as far as the shame, the embarrassment, then sometimes there is a lifelong consequence of impregnating someone or catching an STD. Or what happened? Something else. What? Hurting a friendship. Using or actually hurting the trust of someone that trusted you or you trusted It's a whole big idea. And also, I was mentioning earlier, the shame. Even when we do something, because the devil going to always try to, you know, set the opportunity for us to do something. And then right when we do it, what happens? He'll throw you under the bus. Why you do that? Why you do that? oh, boy, and all of a sudden that guilt, that guilt trip comes. And that's something that is hard. That, I mean, that conviction, it gets to you when you know that you did something that you shouldn't have done. And so what we have to do, we have to be mindful that the decisions that we make, even though it can be a what an instantaneous decision, it may cause a lifelong of consequences, impulsive decisions, but also, I will say this, sometimes even, let's just say with alcohol or drugs, narcotics, it would, it would impair our thinking. <clears throat> I found out when a person goes to the hospital, when a person is um, sed- sedated or they know that someone going to have surgery and they're going to put that person under, they're going to give that person uh, a sleeping aid and, what is it, Anesthesia So They want to make sure that someone is there To what? To answer the questions For the care of that person Because that person That's going to be under Cannot make a rational decision They can't make A decision, why? Because they're inebriated I don't know if inebriated is a good word to say But they're under uh, Under the influence of uh, Some type of medicine or, uh, prescription, say prescription drug, drug, or just something. It don't have to be uh, narcotic, uh, illegal narcotics. No, but if someone is going to be having surgery, um, we have to realize that you want to deal with people that what they have the full understand, they can fully understand, and they can really respond to you that can help you, that can talk to you, and you'll understand what they're saying, and they understand and they comprehend what you're saying. So that, that can help when it comes down to us realizing that when we're dealing with people and when people are dealing with us, they want to make sure that we're what, understanding what is being said. So with that being said, that's one of the reasons why when it comes down to dealing with people, we want to make sure that there's a full understanding that they're not what? They're not impaired. So we have to make sure that we, what, we take a step back and examine things because there are some things that happen that does not cause a response or a reaction. We have to be mindful of our reaction. We have to be we have to be mindful of our response. I found out, like some of the senior people, I say one of the older, some of the older men that I've seen growing up, some of the wisest ones did not respond on every account. What they picked and chose their battles, because there are sometimes that. It, it's good to speak. There's other times where it's, no, it's, it's not necessary to speak on. It's not necessary. See so on what happened. If you speak on every little thing, even the things that that really is uncalled for for your response, what happened? It it doesn't give much value to your words. And then people would oh here they hear that person go every time something. Every time something pop up, that person's got to say something. Now, this thing, it's all about what's important, but also for what the best interest of the group of people. Make sure there's no hardship. Make sure that nobody is being suppressed. So making sure that you understand when to speak, when not to speak, when your words will count, or when your words will fall on deaf ears. So wise people, whenever they said something, they made sure that they caught the attention of everybody. But also they know they knew who to talk to because there are some people that you talk to, they can't do anything. There are some people that you may talk to, what, they have no weight, they have no rank when it come down to getting stuff done. So what's the point of talking to them? You talk to the people, what, that can make things happen. So the best thing when it comes down to you just picking and choosing your battles, we always tell people to be prayerful. Because you might have the right thing to say, but it's at the wrong time. Do you have the right thing to say in the right time? But also check this out. Are you giving the right tone? So there are some things that need to be said, there's some things that could be said. But we have to be prayerful to make sure that not only God help us on what to say, when to say it, how to say it, but even in the timing. But also asking God to set the scene, set the atmosphere, because sometimes everything can be lined up except for the atmosphere, and when the atmosphere is not conducive enough, what happened? It will not be as effective as it should be. But also, like I said, the key thing is, Being responsible for our response, our actions, times where there is some type of hurt or even injustice, where we become a victim of things, we have to make sure that we allow God to help us and guide us on what to do so that way it could be profitable when I say profitable, that means that we can bring change. We can help bring we can help bring change, help create change, not bring confusion. Anytime that there's confusion, it was not authorized by God. We always hear the scripture, God's not the author of confusion. But also what we have to do is realize when it boils down to it if we can look at the bigger picture of things It'll help us to understand that even though the situation happened, what the devil meant for evil, God can flip it for your good. If we allow him to help us to what? To cool our temper and help us to see things from his eyesight, not from our hurt. Listen, look at it from God's perspective. Look at it from eternity's perspective instead of what, our hurt perspective. Because a lot of times, we take those things personal. A lot of times, we take those hurts, we take those rejections as if that's our identity. We take those as if, how dare they hurt me? How dare they, Uh uh-uh, listen, listen, listen. Don't even worry about that. One of the verses I always Think about when it comes down to hurt, when it comes down to uh, different situations where there might have been some injustice or or the innocent person have gotten hurt, gotten injured, whatever, got rejected. Always think about when Jesus said forgive them for they know not what they do. When Jesus said forgive them to those who hurt him, and he was innocent. When it comes down to those who have hurt us, what do we do? We need to forgive them. That doesn't that does not mean that we trust them or we give them our trust or we give them the same level of trust or we give them our heart because we forgive them. No, you have to use wisdom. So when it comes down to what to our response, we have to be prayerful. Also The thing, when it it boils down to it, think about this. A lot of times we think that giving up is the answer. A lot of times people think, unfortunately, some people think suicide is the answer. Listen, suicide nor homicide is never the answer of solving a problem or solving hurt. If someone hurts you emotionally, at least you know where that person stands and ask God to help you to deal with that and then once you're able to deal with it and be able to what be healed from it then ask him to lead for God to lead you to the one that will what that will respect him and respect you. And for the young ladies, ask God to help you to be ready so when the right one comes then you'll be able to what to have the relationship that he wants you to have not somebody that's what that's uh that's uncommittable. So we have to ask God to help us because when it boils down to it I'm gonna say it like this, when it boils down to it when a person is hurt, you don't know how they're gonna respond. There's an old saying that says, um Ain't no fury like a woman's corn. There's been people I know that have had they but had they car slash, had they what uh, sugar in the tank and had a muffler, um clogged with rags, whatever. Look, that's not right. Now, true enough, that person person may have been a dog when he was with you or she was with you, one or the other. That person may have used your trust, misused your trust, abused your trust, all these things. But you retaliating is not going to solve it. You retaliating is not going to heal your heart. The devil wants you to make you think that it's going to heal your heart, but what's going to happen? Number one, not only are you putting yourself in risk of jail, but you also what? You're actually becoming the person that have hurt you. Ultimately, the devil wants you to become the person who have hurt you. Also, in you doing that, you're actually giving that person who hurt you, you're giving them power over you. Why? Because you're becoming somebody that you weren't. You' becoming more like them instead of more like him, God, so if you become more like the person who have hurt you, then you're actually stepping outside of the realm that God created you to be so you have to be you have to be proud and ask yourself, is it worth it? And the answer is no, but also think about your reputation, your reputation is at stake when you behave in a way that's unprofessional and ungodly. And unfortunately, a lot of times, people just don't care. So we have to allow God to help us to make the decisions by using wisdom and helping us to be able to not respond from our emotions, from our hurt. So if someone, I'm going to say it like this, for someone who may be listening, if someone Let's say someone may have recently hurt you. Now, in your mindset, for them to hurt just like how you hurt, it may may look good on paper, but it's not going to help. So what do we need to do? We need to ask God to, number one, not only forgive them, but also helping us to be able to forgive them ourselves. Mm -hmm. Asking God to help us where we won't end up hating, we won't be, we won't allow that hurt to be in us, and God will help us to be the men, lady that He will want us to be. So, for those who may be watching and listening, realize that no matter how long it's been, God can help us. God can heal our heart. God can help us to get over whatever hurt, whatever injury that the person thought that they were going to do. And don't you know, sometimes you being hurt by that person, it helps you to understand, you know what? person left my life at the time that they did. Like I said earlier, the worst thing you can do is prolong the inevitable. What's the point of holding on to someone who don't want to be held on? But also think about this. I spoke about, I've been speaking about the relationship, but even when someone loses a job, someone gets terminated. It's not the point of revenge. To be honest with you, it may be the great opportunity for you to start your own business. It may be a great opportunity for you to go somewhere else. Sometimes we get so comfortable in our comfort zone, and sometimes our tree has to be shaken a little bit. And like I said, this is for those who, what, who've been doing what they're supposed to. I'm not talking about somebody who, you know, every day late and then, you know, they're always taking a three-hour lunch when they're supposed to take a 30-minute break and all that stuff. Oh, they're uh uh-uh, No, that was your actions that got you fired. Those your act, Because of your actions, you have to be dismissed. But we talking about those who what? Who are doing the right thing. Those who what? Who are doing what God helped them to do and still receive injustice. Like I always say, that's a great thing. That's a good thing. So if somebody leaves you, yeah, hey, that's a good thing. But no need for you to what? To go and destroy the property where you work at or where you got fired at, where you Got laid off at no need to would try to retaliate and out of anger up uh, no 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 you go through the proper procedures and sometimes what happened it helps us to understand what's behind the scene for us to be able to what to go on with our life so no matter what ask God to help you to be able to move on and not emotion our pain our hurt and know that the same god that same god that rose jesus from the dead that same spirit can also be in you to help you and encourage you when time comes not if but when time comes for the devil may try to what make you what react he may set the scene for you to what to respond in a way that's outside of your character, but he does not have to have victory he's going to set the scene he's going to set the opportunity and those who those who have experienced it they understand those who are experiencing it right now they understand those who haven't but 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 will just keep living. I guarantee you you will eventually just keep living but see what happened when we asked God to help us. See, a lot of times God is not going to remove the scene that the devil will set. The devil will try to set the opportunity for you to what? To fly off this morning or to respond to our hurt. And you know what's going to happen? You ask God to help you, what he's going to do? He's going to slow the scene down so slow for you to be able to what? to look at and make a decision. You know what, God, I'm not going to rely upon my ability. I'm going to rely upon your ability. God, you help me. You fix your situation, and God will help you. So for those who may be in a situation like that, we're holding you up in prayer. For those who may be hurt right now, when they feel like, you know what, I don't know what's the point of living, what's the point of going on with your life, if you feel that way, know that God have you for a purpose and a plan. And just because someone mistreated you, just because you were terminated from one place, just because you were terminated from a job or from a relationship, that does not mean that the case is closed. That doesn't mean that that's the end of the chapter of your life. Know that God may be you up to have you somewhere else where you could be able to be blessed peace, and receive the blessing that he has for you. I found that a lot of times when you're doing the will of God and we have have made wrong choices, bad choices, when people, when you live for God and you obedient to God, but sometimes the other person, regardless if it's a relationship, marriage, or even friendship, when they are constantly going against the will of God God will give them a choice hey if you want to shape up i'm here to help you if you want to ship out hey look here you can leave but the choice is yours and sometimes people will leave and they will leave at the nick of time they will leave at the right time now does that mean God what God wanted them Uh, to leave, no, God gave them the choice. But look, God will, will be done. And if someone is obeying God and trusting God and and, and loving on God, but but someone is trying to hold them back, the worst thing that you can do is be in the area where you're what? You're going against the will of God and you're trying to stop God's will done in someone's life. You don't ever want to be a hindrance in the plan and will of God. That's the dangerous, that's a dangerous ground that you're standing on. There's an old song that says, it says the safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God. But if the safest place is in the will of God, that means the unsafest place is outside of the will of God. So for those who may be listening, those who may need to be encouraged. Know that no matter what you're dealing with, God is here to help you. Just in case you feel like, you know what, I don't know if there's anything else I could do to help this situation. I want you to know this. You can't be responsible for other people's actions. Don't blame yourself. You can't be responsible. People make their own decisions. But even if, even if you feel guilty about that, give it to God. Know that he can help you in any and every situation. So for those who may even be looking for a job, ask God to help you and lead you to where he wants you to be at. And if anyone else who may be listening, whatever it is, you can give it to God and leave it there. The Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. Thank you, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now. God, we acknowledge your presence on today, God. God, we ask God to help us, God, to be mindful of your presence at all times. Help us, God, to First of all, I give everything to you once and for all, God. God, we ask Lord, if there's anything in us that's unlike you, God, we give you permission to move it out right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we ask God Lord, to help us to heal our hearts, heal our minds right now, whatever that has transpired, God. We speak, in God, that we give everything to you once and for all. Every hurt, every pain, every confusion right now, God, giving everything to you right now, God. God, we even give you, God, even the hurt or even the unforgiveness, God, that we have held on to, God. Help us, God, to release into you right now, God, every rejection, God, every abandonment, God. We give everything to you, God, even those questions that we have not had answered, God, not just from you, even from others right now, God. Help us to trust you, God. Help us, God, to know that you can fix everything any and everything, but first and foremost, within us, God. And, God, we ask God to help us, God, to understand, God, that what the devil meant for evil, you can turn it for our good, God. God, we ask God to help us, God, to not allow our hurt, our pain to define us, God. No matter what has transpired in our life, God, help us, God. You are the one that defines us, God. And, God, even when the devil try to bring fire to what? To define us God You will use that file to refine us God And God we thank you Lord Helping us God to understand who we are in you right now God First understand who you are And then also who we are in you And, God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the benefits of being your child, God. Thank you, Lord, for everything you've done right now and said about everything you stand for, about every problem, about every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, we speak in victory, even in the midst of the pits. We speak in victory, and we know, God, even though the pit was is Where we're at or may be at right now is not our permanent destination, God. You're leading us to the palace right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and we receive it right now, God. We got, we're not going to wait till we get to the palace to praise you. We're going to praise you while we're in the pit, and our praise is going to supersede into the palace right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it, God, those who may be hurt right now, God. Touch and hear their bodies, God. Touch and hear their minds right now, God. God, those who may be uh, hurt or uh, those who may be grieving right now, God. Comfort them. Be with them, God. God some people may have questions, they don't know why, they don't know why this happened or that happened, God, but help them, God, to seek you, God, and God, center them around people that's going to minister to them, God, not talk against your will, not talk uh, anything outside of your word, God, but help us, God, to be in rhythm with your word, God, and center them around strong believers right now, God, that will help help them and hold them accountable, God, someone that's going to challenge them, God, to seek your word and seek your face right now, and we thank you for Everything you've done, everything you're going to do right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say, Amen, amen, amen. I want to thank everyone who tuned in and listened to this program. If you have any suggestions on future topics, uh, feel free to contact me on Facebook. um Brother Prater, B R O T H E R, Brother spelled out. Prater, Pearson, and Paul, R A T S and Tom, E R. You can read my daily devotions videos on my page or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org you will see my daily devotions and upcoming events personal appearances and also you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book A Few Good Men A Path to Godly Fatherhood A Few Good Men was written to inform the men the needs and responsibilities towards the family, their children, their spouse, or their children's mother, and also to inform women the needs of men and give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or a father to present or future children. I want to thank each and one who tuned in to the show. Thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you, and good night.